Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Paper Route. This is Brandon Marshall sitting here with Super Producers. We have Andrew Who Wu Wu from the West and BC in the booth. What's up, BC? What's what? up? What's up? What's up? Y'all had a great Christmas. How was y'all Christmas? It was good. Christmas it was, was great, good, man. man. It was nice, cool, quiet. Spent some good time. You? Yeah. Eat some food. Andrew? You know, the thing about it is Christmas isn't the same. What do you mean it's not the same? Well, I think is after Santa like the same? 15, it's just like an adult thing to just be like an overseer. Like you don't celebrate in Christmas as a child would. That's what I'm trying to say. It is different, but you still celebrate. It's oh, still yeah, a lot for sure. Of like, for instance, you drink. Okay. When you're a child, you're just playing games. You're just doing like outside games with your friends, okay. things like that. But as you get older... You do adult things, but I don't think the cheerfulness of a child is there anymore as adult. Mm, no, I disagree. BC BC looked like he ain't getting up for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> so he probably gonna say the same thing. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I don't even I don't even get into the Christmas thing. All that. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> it ain't <What>? the same. <laughs> Dog, we're like still in the Christmas spirit. It was just yesterday. Santa came for so many people, and then we got the two Grinches sitting alongside who came, of me. Man. Santa, <laughs> who? Santa, what? <laughs> you know who y'all are? Who are we? Y'all are the Patriots. Wow. Ooh. Y'all are the Patriots. Y'all are Grinches. I'm not sure how I feel wow. about that. Who, who, who else spoiled <laughs> people's Christmases yesterday? <laughs> are you kidding me right now? <laughs> are you. <laughs> What? I'm just saying it's a it's not as cheerful <laughs> as an adult, but as a kid it's everything. Okay, Bill Belichick. You know? Which one's Bill Belichick and which one's Zappy? <laughs> Zappy. Which one? You're, I'll be Bill. I'll, you're Bill. I'll be Bill. You I already got Bill? the sweater on. Oh, all right, cool. He'll be Bill. Then I'll be Zappy. Zappy. Wow, <laughs> unbelievable. So, anyways, before we get into the show, because there was so much to happen, right? Uh, yesterday was a lot of football. Sunday there there was a lot of football. Um, there's a lot. Saturday for, there was a lot of football. Saturday was, was <laughs> did we Saturday Sunday Monday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had two games Saturday, yeah. three. No, sorry, multiple games on Sunday and then three on okay. Monday. 
All right, Grinches, what did you guys receive or take for Christmas before we get into the show? Let's start with you, uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, I received an L. An L? Yep, the Giants lost. Okay. So that might be why I sound like I got a bag of coal for Christmas. <laughs> um, what did I take? I'm not sure I understand. What did I take? Well, you're a Grinch, so... Oh, you know what I mean. You could have uh, taken something. You you, you wasn't I, following me. I was hopeful for this take. Okay. I wish I could have took the Dolphins W. Ah, okay. But the but the Cowboys is is good enough. Okay. Uh, but I was I was talking about like real Christmas. Like I was literally asking like, oh, did, what did you? Yes, yes. Like and Chris, I ain't get nothing. You ain't get nothing. Nothing. Your girl ain't get you nothing. No. What? Y'all live together, right? Yeah. Why ain't she, you get her something? Yeah. What you get her? Uh, you know, some undisclosed items. Okay, and she didn't get you anything. <laughs> nah, that's cool though. BC, how you feel? <laughs> yeah, BC, <laughs> BC, how do you feel about that? I, I feel the same way, man. Didn't get anything. I think I, I think I got like a pair of sweats or something. No, no, no. We're not. We're not talking about you <laughs> no. right now. We're talking about. We're talking about Bill Belichick, uh, Andrew Who Woo. <laughs> woo Woo. He bought Woo Woo by his girl something. <laughs> But she didn't buy him anything. How do you feel about that before we talk about your oh, situation? Oh, no. I, that's fine. That's usually, you know, how it goes. That's, that's BC, a- BC, I think we might have to check ch- check B real quick, man. This is reality out here. What did <laughs> your Christmas look like? I got to find out because you sound like you yeah, got, like, you know. mad, like, gift cards, all the, all the dreams. Sir, you yeah, wanted. you live a different life, man. You live yeah, a life, Yeah, like, what bro? did you get? <laughs> so, um... Thanks for asking. Well, I got my lady something. Okay. Uh, did my it, daughter did got it a start lot of stuff. R-R? My daughter got a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and no, I received uh, some Tom Ford underwear. Okay. Um, I got some, you know, I'm a big snowboarder, loves snowboarding in the winter. So I received some dope goggles that I've been wanting for a couple of years. I had it in my want list. Uh, what else did I get? And I think that's oh, and I got like some nice um, glassware for um, for cocktails. So you know how you can take your drink, put it into one of those nice glass things. Yeah, mm-hmm. like your scotch, your whiskey. You look fancy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like one of those crystal, one of those like crystal bottle uh, liquor so liquor holders, liquor. Correct. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, you like watch a movie and you're like in a guy, he's sitting in his office or he's in his study and then he goes to him, pour himself a yeah. drink. He's like, what is he drinking? I'm drinking yeah. scotch. Yeah, I got one of those things and some glass, some glasses. That sounds like some nice gifts, man. Some nice gifts. Yeah. You guys did it right. You know what I mean? There you go. You know, we, me and BCO, we'll, we'll get there. We aspire to be like that. BC, what did you get? Um, I just got some, some sweats and stuff and... uh. You know, I got my girl something, you know, a little something until we spent, you know, spend some time, whatever. Got a little couple surprises, undisclosed, just like Mr. Who here. (laughs) Watch this, watch this, though. Before We're about to start the show. We're going to get a lot of football to talk about. Um, Watch this, though. All right, let's see, guys. I I guarantee BC and his lady had matching pajamas on. Nah. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) You look like that type of guy. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Our ATL show, a lot of matching sets, right? A lot, a lot of matching couples in That's ATL. Right. It's Atlanta. Is that how they do it? Well, you know, it's kind of the culture. I guess. Man. Yeah. It's hard to do that down here when yeah, everything's Atlanta, a t-shirt. Yeah, I know. You got to match my fly type shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
Atlanta was nice, though, B. It was nice. It was nice. News of the day. Is Lamar going to win league MVP and Super Bowl MVP? The statement of the weekend goes to the Ravens. Baltimore is now the clear favorite to win the Super Bowl after dismantling the Niners in San Francisco. It's also hard to argue that Lamar Jackson isn't the league MVP. But it was the Ravens' defense. That was the story last night. What did the Ravens prove with this win? So let me say this. Uh, I think people laughed at me. And I was thinking last night. I was like, damn, was it was it week three, was it week three, week four, where I came out and I said something about the Baltimore Ravens? And I think it was Ashley and others was like, the Baltimore Ravens. Like, if we can go back and replay the audio, I think I said this week three, week four before they even took off. I said, yo, don't be surprised about, about the Baltimore Ravens. So all year, they've they've held steady. They separated themselves. Last night, the statement for me was, it's their Super Bowl to lose. I don't see anybody beating the Baltimore Ravens. I didn't think that the defense was going to be so dominant against this San Francisco 49ers team. Me neither. I didn't think that. I thought it was going to be Lamar Jackson as the difference maker. And that's what makes this team scary. Absolutely. And, I, I mean, I'm in full agreement with you. I think it was week three, week four. That you said this. And oh, I remember, remember. Yeah, I remember you saying it. And I remember in my head being like, ah, I could maybe see, but let's see how Lamar performs. That's right. So I do remember it. I'm not sure what my opinion was um, or where I was on the show at that point. But I do remember it. And I think for me, it was around week 11 is when my belief popped up. And I was like, hey, I think this guy Lamar actually might do something this year. Right. Well, l- for, listen, let's let's look at this. So the defense plays phenomenal. Turnover after turnover after turnover after turnover. I know some people are going to be knocking Brock Purdy, but look, those are those are fixable. Right? When you look at that, you know, tips and overthrows, batted balls in the air, Humphrey comes down with it like it is sometimes that's how the, yeah. that's how that's how the ball bounce. But that defense played phenomenal and I wasn't expecting that. I thought Lamar Jackson was going to be the difference. I thought, you know, uh, he would have a phenomenal game. He had an efficient game. He played well, but he didn't play phenomenal. And so that's what makes this team scary is that Lamar is sitting back and he is actually being what Cam Newton said that these other quarterbacks were like two, three weeks ago. Remember, he went through this whole thing about game managers and game changers. changers. Mm-hmm. And Cam said, look, there were so many times in my career where I was trying to be a game manager. That's what Lamar has been all year, which is scary. Because we know he is the ultimate game changer. Correct. Maybe one of the biggest game changers the league has ever seen. Well, he showed like signs of that because he had that long 31-yard run last night. Yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying, though, Wu, is this. Okay. All year... I've been saying, okay, where's that? Where's that one play going to come? Where's that game where he's going to have 400 yards? We may not, not, we may not see it because he doesn't need it. He has no. a complete team. Yeah. For the first time in his career, he has a, a a a dominant defense. I don't think in his six five what is it six years? 
I don't think he's had that type of defense. I don't think so either. Because it was an error. And now you got OBJ with his legs underneath him. Zay Flowers. Come on, man. Weapons. The tight end, likely. Come on, man. It's a problem, okay? Likely is a problem. So, but like, let me ask you this then. Is Lamar going to win the league MVP in possibly the Super Bowl MVP? So, it's a good question. Who would have won the MVP last night, right, if that was the Super Bowl? Was that the preview of the Super Bowl? So, you know, on defense, defense played phenomenal, but there wasn't one guy I don't think that, you know, just totally dominated and it was like, okay, that was the MVP on the defensive side. It was a collective effort on the defensive side. So many guys made plays. So probably Lamar would have won that. It would have been one of those Super Bowls like like Patrick Mahomes, like, ah, give it to the quarterback, yeah. right? Um, and I say that because I still haven't seen, like, Lamar totally just take over the game, take over a game, which makes this special and makes this team dangerous. So – does he have a chance to win the league MVP and Super Bowl MVP? Starting with the Super Bowl MVP, probably. He'll probably win the Super Bowl MVP if it doesn't come from the defensive side. Now, the league MVP, uh, I think last night uh, he separated himself from Brock Purdy. So now you got to look at everyone else. Tyreek Hill, can he still get to 2,000? Uh, I don't – probably not. What did he – can you look that up? What did he have yesterday? What did Tyreek Hill – I think Tyreek Hill could be his only threat, which is a, it's not even a, a, a real threat, right, because people don't even have him, you know, in the top three to win it. Vegas Ty- don't. Tyreek had 99 yards yesterday. He had 99 yards, so he's out of it. You know, he has to eclipse 2,000 yards for him to have a real chance. He has three games to do it. He's at 1641. What happened? Can potentially happen. So sixteen forty one. Do the math. You got your calculator. Three hundred and fifty nine yards. You got to get three hundred fifty nine yards. It's not that far well, off. Well, how many Tyrese? games? That's, that's it's three games. So 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 will he win it? I if I'm going to bet yes. I'm going to bet yes. BC. I agree. You agree? Yes. I think he wins it. I mean, Dak. He's not. He's already. I don't know. He's he slid. X'd himself out. Yeah, yeah. He slid down a little bit. And then if you're doing Brock Purdy on a head-to-head and seeing what happened last night, I mean, I think he kind of solidified himself. Who else is in the running? Tyreek. Uh, who else did we say was in the running? That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty much you it. Got, you, you have uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Okay. You have Purdy. You had Dak Prescott, Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson. Like, that's why you just got to finish these games. And that's why you yeah. said football is so finite, right? Because, like, you never know what's, what can happen at the end of these games, at the end of these seasons. So you got to continue to play. I didn't think Lamar would be in a, be a, a real conversation. I'm being honest with you. The way Dak was playing, the way Tyreek Hill was playing when he was healthy, fully healthy, obviously he was back, had 99 yards. Uh, even Purdy, it seems like the last two weeks, three weeks, everybody's been talking Purdy, Purdy, Purdy. Even more, more McCaffrey than Lamar Jackson. Correct. 
that game separated Lamar and the Ravens, not only in the MVP discussion, but also as the best team in the NFL. That that game, like you, what was the score? What was the final score? Like that, the score. Last night's game, right? If you didn't watch that game. 33 to 19. If you yeah. didn't watch that game, you thought, uh, you know, you thought it was closer than, than it actually was. That was a blowout. Yeah, it was a blowout, but they, they did score that last point, but they had them by 21. It's 33-19, by the way, at the end. Pure domination. Pure domination. So uh, they look phenomenal. I don't know what happened on the San Francisco 49ers side, but that was a blowout. So let me, let me ask you this then. In the AFC, what team do you think has the best chance to beat the Ravens in the postseason in the AFC? You, and that's going to be a whole other conversation, too, the Miami Dolphins. Y'all know how I feel about the Miami Dolphins. And, too, oh, I did, before this weekend, you know, I wasn't high on them. I really wasn't. And so when you watch how they played against the Dallas Cowboys, it, it, and that's another game, right? It, you know, uh, Dak Prescott was able to get them close and then defense – you know, gave up a, a drive at the end uh, to secure their fate. Uh, so when I look at how the Miami Dolphins showed up, I would say the Miami Dolphins for sure. I think there's a few teams that that can uh, that can that can go toe to toe with the Baltimore Ravens, right? And this is them playing their best ball. That's the Miami Dolphins. That's the Buffalo Bills. Like, what type of Josh Allen are you going to get? Yeah. All right, and. Are we really going to count out Patrick Mahomes even after a devastating loss to the Las Vegas Raiders? Absolutely not. Can't. Cannot. Cannot. No. Can't. There's still I have a factor. A question, though. You can't. They're a threat until they're not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. You got to, because you got to think the Chiefs, Spags in that defense, um, they haven't really gotten any help over the last couple of weeks from the offensive side. But remember, like, this is the first time that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes together had this type of defense. It's the offense that's really let, is letting them down. Correct. And for the first time ever this past week, you can blame the game on Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes will rise to the occasion. So – do I have them as a favorite? Do I have them uh, to win the Super Bowl? No. But when you ask me the question, which team in the AFC can beat the Ravens, I think the Chiefs' best game, they'll have a shot. I think that the – Well, in a, in a high-pressure moment, like in a, in, a, in a playoff moment, intensity, environment, yes, the Chiefs, they come if they show up. And they're on their A game. Yes, they definitely can still defeat the Baltimore Ravens. Josh Allen, yeah, come Josh on, Allen. But like you said, I, I which one you're gonna though, get? Which... You don't know if the Bills. Which Bill? What what Bills team is gonna be there? At that's at the right. End? That's right. What there do you, you think go. breaks first though with the Ravens, the offense or the defense? Nothing breaks. No, I, if they if they potentially lose, like what do you think will break first? You know what? It's a, it, it, see. Now we know who everyone is, and which this is an interesting year because now you're seeing teams like the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, go the opposite direction, right? Sure. Um, we weren't expecting to, we're, we should we shouldn't see these type of teams playing, you know, inconsistent football this late. But for the most part, 
we know who everyone is. All right. So when you think about the Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens is a phenomenal team, the best team in football. They proved that last night, proven that last night. So when you ask me what breaks, it's not about what breaks. It's about like, it's almost like playing chess. So when people watch the NFL, they just see, you know, big dudes running fast, hitting hard. They don't see the chess match. They don't see, you know, the mind games, like situational football, you know, making sure that you're, you, you know, you're going through your routine and you're making the right decision every single play. Bill Belichick used to say it all the time. He still probably says it. They'll F it up. So what I'm saying is this. The Baltimore Ravens, they got to protect the ball. And you heard Lamar say that after the game. He said, yeah, we protected the ball. We played efficient football. We played our game. So you have a, a philosophy. You have an offense. You throw it out there, and you just work your offense. The quarterback, I got one. This is my first read, my second read, my third read versus this coverage, that coverage, and that coverage. And so all he's doing is working his process. And the same, the guys in those same play, offensive line, this is scat protection. Who do I have? Here's the mic. So that means I have this guy, and if this guy comes, then I got to adjust here. Now in that same play, the wide receiver says, okay, versus cover two, I got an inside release. Versus cover three, let me speed release and just get right on their toes. So everybody's working their process. You got to have 22 guys on the same page. And so that's what the Baltimore Ravens have. So there's no uh, what's going to break first. It's more so who – would, would anybody make a mistake, right? Like last night we saw that with the uh, San Francisco 49ers, right? Like we're talking about that's the difference between like the difference between winning and losing. Losing is Brock Purdy drops back. He throw, tries to throw a screen pass. It gets batted in the ear. They brought a nickel blitz. 21, the corner came, bats it in the ear. The, the chances of that happening – Right? What is the, what's the chances of that happening? And then the chances of Humphreys being on the other side catching the ball. Like turnovers, man, is 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 killers. Yeah. So for that to happen four times, and there was probably only one that was totally on Brock Purdy, you know, maybe just one. The others was just like, man, that's just football. Yeah, just coincidence. Guy not running back way. to the ball, the ball gets tipped up again. Yeah. Now it's another interception. So that's the difference between winning or losing. So that's what we're going to see when these really good teams play against each other in the postseason. Who's going to who's going to make a mistake? Who's going to take advantage of the opportunities? Because Humphreys could have dropped it. Yeah, and we and wouldn't have thought anything of it. No, it would have just been another play reset. But let's let's actually speak to that. So on the other side of the ball, you just mentioned his name, Brock Purdy. He had a night that was forgetful with four interceptions, and in the same in. In the same instance, the Niners' defense was being diced up by Lamar and the Ravens' offense. So the Niners are still in the driver's seat for the NFC number one seed. So was this a this loss a big deal for San Fran? Like, was it that big? No. Uh, well, it, it was big in the sense that it uh, it hurt their confidence, right, and their momentum. I mean, there was a couple hot teams, but. They're probably they probably were the hottest team in football, yeah. right? Especially after that uh, losing streak, they had three game losing streak. Yeah, so they're probably the hottest team in football. And so, you know, when you have that type of momentum, 
everything feels better. You know, anything you put on, your clothes, you feel better. When you sit down in the in the cafeteria to eat your omelet, you kick your feet up a little bit. It feels better when you're winning like that. So yeah. that's definitely going to hurt their momentum. But when you look at it, they can fix those mistakes. Turnovers, like I said, we, we will always say job sec- ball security is job security, yours and mine. And if you actually look up the statistics of turning the ball over, whether it's one time, two times, three times, like the chances of you winning – decreases significantly like you have to protect the ball so when you really look at those turnovers can they correct those absolutely you think Brock Purdy's going to do that again I don't think so so I think think they'll be fine uh the Dallas Cowboys I'm nervous for the Dallas Cowboys what's happening in Philly Philly against y'all Giants Right, y'all Giants had a chance. We did. Y'all had a chance. Had a chance. So, like, they're still the best team in the NFC. So it it wasn't a big deal uh, when it comes to their path to the Super Bowl, but it was a big deal from mindset. Because, like, think about that as a man, as a football player, how would you guys feel, BC? How would you feel slapping everybody in the face? You the bully. You on the you you in the BC. You you in the playground. You slapping everybody around. The Dallas Cowboys slapped. Yeah, just bop, bop, bop. Who 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 else did they just run through? Um, they, what was the Dallas Cowboys? Who else did they run through recently? Uh, you referring to the Dolphins? The, no, the no, uh, the Forty Niners. Come on, guys. We they just came through. Oh, the Rams. The, they they the, they slapped. <laughs> who else? Hold on. Who, who, look at you see their calendar, their schedule. Your friends. Yeah, the, I'm looking the, at the schedule now. The 49ers. Who did they play? They played Seahawks, Tampa, the Eagles, Seattle, Philly. The last five games. That's what I'm mentioning. So they lost to Baltimore last night. They won against Arizona, Seattle, Philly, Seattle, Tampa, Jacksonville, and then before that was their three losses. Okay, so they just been slapping people. Okay, yeah, just left and right slapping. Which, so okay. how would you feel? How would you feel? They destroyed the Cowboys this year too, Troy. No. How would you feel being being the ones that slapping everybody, and then you get slapped that way on Monday Night Football on Christmas Day? Like you're sitting there right now. How how you think you feel at home? I think you might need some therapy, man. <laughs> like I'm I'm sitting. <laughs> you going so you going too deep? Man. Well, I'm saying that because. So they brought up an interesting fact about Brock Purdy, which was that he had never thrown four interceptions. And this is the first time he did it. He had no TDs. And, you know, it brings up the question, like, should Niner fans be worried about Purdy going into postseason? Because now with that being mentioned, like, his spirits are down. So should they be worried, the Niners fans? No, no. uh, The only thing they should be worried about, and I know you said that he was benched. He wasn't benched. He 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 was dinged up. He was hurt. And that was a smart move by Shanahan taking him out. The only thing they should be worried about is his health. That's it. But, you know, when you look at this dude play, he threw four picks. And I remember in the broadcast them talking about, uh, you know, will he – they said Shanahan said he is a little cocky but also humble. Mm. And so it's like that's a, a special mix. And then when after the fourth pick – they said, well, I'm sure Shanahan uh, and crew is probably asking them to tap into the cocky side because now how do you still go out there and try to deal? Because you're, st- you're still in the game. You still have a chance. We've seen 
Tom Brady come back from 28 to 3, down 28 to 3. Yeah. So how do you go out there and still deal with those four picks still in your head? And what did he do? He went out there, bro. Remember there was one play, it looked like it was like the Harlem Globetrotters where he – he was he was he was in the pocket, got out the pocket. Then he saw Christian McCaffrey. He's about to get sacked. He's spinning around, throws the ball behind his back. Yeah, I saw that play. All right, not a big deal. Dangerous, Dang. right? Not a big deal because like it didn't do anything. But what that told me was he's still out there dealing. Yeah. So I'm not concerned about a Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has that type of mindset, almost like a gunslinger mindset, where it's like, all right, cool. Those four, they're behind me. I'm moving yeah. forward. I'm still willing to deal it. He'll look at the film. He'll say, okay, I could have made a better decision on this one. I could have made a better decision on that one. And there's going to be other plays out there. Man, this dude is him. I'm not questioning him anymore. Like, I, I know there was a lot of people questioning him halfway through the year, and they'll probably bring that, those same people come back out and, 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 and try to question him again. You know what I'm saying? After this type of game. But I've been saying it after his first game. Like, this dude is him. This dude have the flair that he has the moxie, he has the confidence, he has the swagger, he has the leadership skills to be able to be a, a, a starting quarterback, a winning starting quarterback in this league. We've seen it. We've seen it, especially in this offense. So I'm not concerned about them, uh, uh, Brock Purdy, and neither should the, the, the San Francisco 49ers faithful. I agree with you there. So let's go over to the NFC East now. The Eagles barely survived at home against my rival Giants. But Philly breaks the losing losing streak, and it didn't look great. Uh, what needs to be said about the Eagles after this game, Brandon? Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely concerning, right? Because Just, if this was if this if if you didn't if you didn't pay attention to the last four weeks, like all right, cool, it's just a game. Right? Like, it happens. It's football. Yeah. But the last five weeks, they've just been inconsistent. You want to play your best ball post-November, post-Thanksgiving. And they've been inconsistent. And so the problem with the Eagles are, it's like when you get into the postseason and you're inconsistent and you're not bringing in that momentum – you're coming in just like the Cowboys. So now the Cowboys can knock you off. The 49ers is the better team. And, and, and they're, they've been playing more consistent ball. Yeah, that's facts. So I, I, think, I, think the, uh, I think the Eagles, it's all about momentum, right? They're still in great position. But it's like you want to be playing your best ball post-Thanksgiving. And you want to be hitting your stride. And, and the, the real question is, did they peak too early? Because you got to go back the last – it's not just this year. They've been playing at a high level the last two years. So that's right. the real question. Are they tired? Did they peak too early? Do people have the script on them? Yeah, have teams figured them out. Right. Because they, they – who, who said that? Uh, Debo Sam, was, it, was it Debo Samuels or George Kittle? Was it George Kittle after they, they, they slapped them in the mouth? The 49ers slapped them right. He said, was it them? Was it, was, it, was it him or was it Bosa that came out and said, well, we gave him the playbook. Hopefully the, he said, hopefully the Cowboys follow. And oh, right. Yeah, I think it was Bosa. Yeah, Bosa said that. And they, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. 
I, Bosa, what is the script? <laughs> what is the script? Can somebody get Bosa online? <laughs> I know, I know the Eagles are like, man, why did y'all tell everybody? <laughs> correct, correct. But they I, did though. They, they, they. Yeah, I think they the Eagles, definitely did. The don't but look. I will say this: like, if I'm going to the Brandon School of Football in December, I mean, the Eagles have been one and three in the month of December, and they have one more game left. Yeah, like. I think they're tired, man. I think they're running on fumes at this point. Uh, Kelsey, I think, is already on retirement brain. No, no, I think he is. Man. I mean, he could. Well, actually, he could be, but I, you know, that's the type of guy that's going to finish strong. I'm not. I'm not concerned about a guy like that. But you know, all right. So if you had to put a figure to it, how wide is that gap between San Francisco and Philly right now? You know, how you always put those gaps on your charts. That's right. So it's definitely a gap. gap. It's not as wide after this weekend. Uh, because again, like what a lot of people don't understand about uh, professional sports is a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is confidence, right? So the San Francisco 49ers going out there and getting slapped after doing all the slapping, right? That's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a uh, a blow to the to the stomach, and I so it that that helped the Eagles, but I would still say that San Francisco 49ers have the edge. Now, what the Eagles are going to have to do is fix that secondary, right? Like when it's one on one, it's like, I mean, you can really get after these guys. So if you hold up. That front seven, and you got one-on-one matchups. You know, it's a uh, it's a buffet dinner back there. Okay. <laughs> so, so the the gap is definitely there, but it's not as wide as people would think. All right, we spoke on Brock, so I have to ask now: Are you losing any faith in Jalen? Jalen Hurts. Are you losing any faith in him over this last month? Um, speaking to the elves and speaking to losing that momentum, are you losing faith on him? No. See, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to be a talking head in sports, especially in football, right? Because you know, so what you'll hear and see is most people they'll dissect these last 4 weeks, right? And they'll say they'll make these huge statements off of 4 weeks. I'm not looking at 4 weeks. I'm looking at the last 4 years. Like, I know who Jalen Hurts is. The Philadelphia Eagles know who Jalen Hurts is. They gave him one of the biggest deals in NFL history, right? So, no, I'm not losing confidence because this is what comes with playing professional sports. You don't think Tom Brady had a December like this? A Peyton Manning had a December like this? And it's not just him. It's everybody. But when you are the guy, it always starts with you, obviously. But now you got to look at what's happening on the offensive line. You got to look at what's happening with the play caller, what's happening with the wide receiver, what's happening with the defense, what's happening on special teams. So it's not just Jalen Hurts. So, no, I haven't lost faith in Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts still know how to call a play, still knows how to throw a football, still knows how to read coverage, still knows how to lead, which is his superpower, right? And also his superpowers, I would say his number one superpower, which – breaks a lot of people is dealing with adversity. 
Yeah. What did he do when he when he hit when he has hit with adversity in Alabama? He overcame it. What did he do when he was hit with adversity when he first got in the league? He overcame it. Like, come on. So, um, I I have the utmost faith in Jalen Hurts for sure. Now they just have to fix all the other challenges uh, that they're facing. I love how you put that though, because you know, same thing you mentioned about Pat Pat Mahomes. Yep. And how it felt like for the first few weeks, it was more the receivers dropping the ball. Now it's starting to feel like it may be on him a little bit. And I'll get into it because my next question was going to be, what is going on with the champs? You know, they lose at home to the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes doesn't look that great. They've lost four of the last six games. How much is Mahomes to blame for the Chiefs mess? Right. So it really is. What we'll say is a really good quarterback. A Patrick Mahomes. A Jalen Hurts. A Jalen. Well, let me let me go with Patrick Mahomes. Let me go with Joe Burrow. Let me go, let me go even uh a Josh Allen. See, Jalen Hurts, I the reason why I'm not throwing him there is because, you know, he has what makes him special is his leadership, dealing with adversity, you know, being consistent. But if you take like he has a phenomenal supporting staff. And this is no knock on him, but the people around him is phenomenal, all right? If you take those guys out, do do they do, – do, do he – are the Eagles still the Eagles? Probably not. But then if you implement a Joe Burrow into a tough situation, you implement a Patrick Mahomes into a tough situation, the organization immediately gets better. Right, so that's why I I I I went this way first, right? So, so you know, uh, Joe Burrow, um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, uh, those type of guys, they make teams better. And what was your original question? Because I got off, you, you got me off topic. Well, I guess the question is, how much is Mahomes to blame for where okay. the Chiefs are now? Okay, so perfect. Thank you for getting me back on track. So, what we would say is, those type of quarterbacks that I named. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, they're good for eight wins themselves. Mm. Right? Like literally having a quarterback like that, you can just close your eyes and put that on the you just put that out there, eight wins, boom. Okay. Now there also comes a game or two where they'll lose a game, right? And that's any quarterback, a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. You rarely see it, but they'll have it. Where they'll go out there and they'll throw a couple picks, or they'll make some bad decisions, or they might their energy may be down, yeah. and that affects the entire team. So what we saw this weekend, okay, or what we saw was Patrick Mahomes losing his game. That was on him. Now there could be so many uh, uh, contributing factors there. The fatigue of, you know, you know how how tiring and exhausting that is to stand in front of America week after week saying, I got great wide receivers. I believe in Tony, slow blinking Tony. There's my guys. We're good. We're good. We're good. Knowing it ain't true. Knowing it ain't true. This ain't, no, this, I don't know what this is. This is not, this is not who we are. So that frustration, and we've been seeing it over a couple of weeks, that's, that has been exhausting. And now you're seeing that spill over to his performance. Right, and so that's hit. That was him losing that game. But again, I promise you this: Patrick Mahomes, he ain't gonna lose too many. I mean, him. Yeah. Now the Chiefs may, but not him. He's gonna do his part. So, 
uh, I think that's a buildup. That was frustration spilling over. And I think all the things that he, he's been dealing with, just trying to rally this team and this offense and getting these guys just to do their job, catch the ball. You're a wide receiver, catch the ball. Yeah. Protect the ball. You, you all know, of that has affected him. A big change for them this season is, you know, they're not used to playoff road games. You know, normally it's home games, bye weeks, things like that. So can you see Mr. Pat Mahomes winning playoff games with this team on the road? So listen, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid, it's Travis Kelsey. They're pissed off. You see, you see, even Andy Reid, Big Red, uh, take his, his helmet, and say you cool, cool off, and then hit him running to Travis, him. right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Right, you saying. saw that. You see, Patrick Mahomes pissed off on the sideline. Everybody's pissed off. They're going to bounce back, okay? And yes, they can win on the road, but it's not their year. Let's just be Ooh. clear here. It's just That's not their year, okay? Uh, this is this is Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens year. Uh, to 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 do what they want with it, okay. So can they do it? To answer your question, absolutely. I'm not questioning Patrick Mahomes. Did we question Jordan when Jordan was struggling? BC. When was he struggling? Or the bull? <laughs> 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 yeah. Come on, man. Like don't don't do that. You gonna tell me uh, MJ had never? He never had a a, a a tough season. He never had a a a, a tough. Phase of a season. I mean, once he got there, nah. <laughs> <laughs> really? The first, the first, few, the first few years, yeah, he had, you know, he had the build up. But once he got to the plateau, it was a wrap. It was over. Like he was just the benchmark for everything else. Like every, it was just That's him and crazy. everybody else. Dang. Tom Brady. What about Tom Brady? What about that one? Did Tom Brady ever? Oh man, Tom Brady took they, off from the Tom jump, Brady though. been. He's been at a high level at consistently just up here. Did they really have a tough season that they had to get through? I mean, besides Maybe the like John, one you know, or two, we need. We should look that up. Tom Brady's uh, records. I think. I guess has he ever? Well, the last year, year with, the, that they with, Tom, with, with Tampa, I wouldn't count that, huh? Was there a year that they slid in or backed into the playoffs and then won? You know, won the chip or some shit. Wow. I ain't gonna lie, Tom Brady's. <laughs> What's his record? He only had two, uh, well, three playing years where he actually was he he won less than ten games in his three? entire you said career. Three, yeah, two thousand two, nine and seven. Uh, I guess he got injured in two thousand eight, so you don't really want to count that. He yep. had one win and no losses, and then his last year in Tampa, eight and nine. Dang. Every other year, he won ten plus games. Wow. Like, that's a pretty consistent career in comparison to, let's say, a Michael Jordan, where he had a rough beginning and his end wasn't that great. Wow. So Tom Brady is, he's yeah. that guy. Yeah, he's, he's that, that guy. guy. But um, let me ask you this question then. How many QBs do you trust more than Mahomes right now? What are we doing? Like, Julian Edelman saying, what are we doing? What are we doing? You say Bill Belichick. You Bill Belichick. I'm Bill Belichick You still Bill Belichick. That's what Jules. What are we doing, Jules? What are we doing? Like, what kind of question is that? Like, what? Can I be more specific then? Please. How many quarterbacks do I trust more than Patrick Mahomes? Would you take? Let me think. I I'm all over Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and I can't. I still won't throw Lamar out there like that. This is Patty Mahomes. Okay, Are I see you see him me? pretty high. I was like, I don't you. know. Maybe, maybe I'm traumatized over my my 13 year career having 17, 18 different <laughs> quarterbacks throw me the ball. Like when I when you see greatness, when you see you greatness, you just uh, you re- you 
<laughs> right. But, like, but I just don't understand that. that in my like uh, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. But it's like when when people lose, like people waver, like that's what a champion is. That's what greatness is. It's like when 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 it starts, the pressure starts mounting up, and you lose. That's when you even get greater, right? And so like I know that. So like I that's I'm not going to run away from Patrick Mahomes now. Is it a real thing that they're struggling? Absolutely. But you asked me a specific question: How many more quarterbacks do I trust than Patrick Mahomes right now? Like. Phew. Man, if you ask me how many more teams do I trust than the Chiefs, that would be an easy question. But you ask me about Patrick Mahomes. Let's give at least one. Give us one. One? Yeah. Okay. All right. Is that fair enough? Say (sighs) you may have one, but do you have a name or you don't want to share? Well, I would say right now uh, Tua's in a better rhythm. I was going to bring up Tua. Tua. Tua's in a better better rhythm. Like It's like, man, again, I'm telling you guys, when you're winning and things are clicking – like, it's just like everything works. It's what Brandon Flowers said a month ago. He said, winning is contagious and losing is contagious. The energy around the building, your whole confidence, your whole swagger, everything changes. I'm telling you, you try stuff. Man, you know what? I, that 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 silk pajama outfit that wifey bought me uh, 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 for Christmas, I might wear that on Monday Night Football. It's like what? But you just that confidence, you just try it. Oh, those those cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I'm wearing cowboy I ain't no boots. cowboy, but I might try those cowboy boots. <laughs> Bro, you try whatever. I can't even describe it. Like yeah. it's it's like it's like a drug. But I still wouldn't trust if you tell me right now, I need a quarterback. You want to win. You win one game. So to, to, to win it all, are you going to say, yeah, maybe I'll put Tua, I'm going to go with Tua before Patty? Tommy DeVito. Before Patty. <laughs> <laughs> he just got benched. Get him out of here. <laughs> so, 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 like, that scenario, Patrick Mahomes all day. Okay? okay. But to answer Wu's question, you know, Tua's in a better space right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson is in a better space right now. Even Brock Purdy, I would say, is in a better space right now. Yeah. Like, after those picks, he's still in a better space right now. There's some quarterbacks that's in some great situations. When you're just, like, out there willing and dealing and you're trying to make some offense up, like, it's that's just that's a struggle. I've been there before. That's yeah. a painful place to be in. Now, Patrick Mahomes is him. But when you're – like, think about it. Patrick Mahomes just want to drop back and know, boom, I, can, I got my guy. I know Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. But then it's like, okay, Travis Kelsey's double, and you feel confident. Even listen to my voice, like I'm just Mm. calm right now. That's how you want your quarterback to be. Okay, he's double. Now I can go over here to my guy. Okay, no problem. Oh, uh, he slipped. Don't, no problem. Go to my check down. Let's just run our offense. Everybody take a deep breath and breathe. It's not that. Everybody's ass is tight right now. Pause. pause. Yeah, and, pause. yeah, I paused yo, it. Way, yo. Hey, yo. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, coaches, coaches, coaching with his ass tight when they got the little call sheet and they squeezing the call sheet. <laughs> Calm down, relax. <laughs> yeah. well, I think the I quarterback, think the quarterback good, dropping back and he's he seeing ghosts. Calm down, relax. That's what you that's what you want. So let's do this. Let's let's take some of that Zen. Okay. And let's talk about the Cowboys. Oh. All right. 
The good news from Sunday is that Dak led a late fourth quarter go-ahead touchdown drive. Bad news is Tua led the Dolphins on the game-winning drive, and the Cowboys lost on the road again. That's right. Why can't the Cowboys win big games on the road? Um, great question. I, listen, I don't buy into all of that, man. I just look at every Sunday. They played against a really good team, the Miami Dolphins. And I'm so glad we're here. To me, this is more about the Miami Dolphins than the Dallas Cowboys. I know we want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. They played against a really good team. And I learned a lot. And we can get back to here. We can get back to the Cowboys. Please ask me more questions once I get through this. Okay. But remember, I haven't been high on the Miami Dolphins because I said Tua will F it up, basically, is what I said. And it's not because – it's just like when you watch the game, there's so many times where it's like, ugh, Dang that 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 DB dropped the pick. Oh, it, it was it, it it was tipped up, and then that defensive lineman dropped it. Right, like I've seen so many of those moments. The second half of the of of the season with two on the Dolphins, where teams didn't capitalize off of Tua's mistakes. Okay, so boom, now you got the Dallas Cowboys coming. This is a real game. This is a real matchup. The Dallas Cowboys has a really good team. They're playing really good football. Mike McCarthy's calling, calling, calling uh, games. He's doing a phenomenal job. Best, best year of his career, hands down. So they play against the Dallas Cowboys, and they pretty much dominate the Dallas Cowboys. Let's not get it twisted. The first half, it's all Dolphins. It was nasty. First three quarters pretty much, right? Yeah. So, look, I learned a lot about the the, the Miami Dolphins. They're tough. Uh, they have the right mindset. They're right there. They're right there. Okay. And, 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 and so the Miami Dolphins, man, like Baltimore Ravens, they have them, right? Can we check the Baltimore Ravens schedule? Don't the Baltimore Ravens have the Miami Dolphins at home? This this is going to tell us a lot. Yeah, Dolphins at the Ravens. Uh, at the December Ravens. 31st, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. That's wow. big matchup. That's another big matchup. Wow. Wow. That will tell me more about the Dolphins than this game. You you, you really, BC? You didn't learn anything about the do- the, the, the the Dolphins I mean, with the Cowboys? I agree with BC on this. Nothing that I didn't already know. Like, we know they're a talented team, but I also know, like I told you, can't trust the Cowboys. They're not all uh, – yeah, the Cowboys are good, but I feel like the Ravens, especially being in the, con- you know, in the conference and being an AFC game, I think that will say more about the Dolphins going on the road to Baltimore. It's probably going to be a little cold. Playing up there in that weather, that'll tell okay. me a lot more about the Dolphins than, you know, a home game against the Cowboys. Okay, so so listen, mm-hmm. I, I love that point. You, you are right. That's the only thing is like, okay, the Miami Dolphins in the cold in Baltimore. That's going to tell you a different story. Yeah. But – Look, man, the, the Miami Dolphins are elite. The record says it. The stats says it, right? But what makes them special is that chemistry. Like, people don't understand when teams jail, when they like each other. Like, that's a dangerous thing. They're not only good, but they like each other. They want to win. They They're selfless. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jalen Waddle is okay playing the two. Tyreek Hill is okay sitting down letting J- Jalen Waddle have his moment. That's a dangerous thing. 
okay? But I will say this, BC. You're talking about the Miami Dolphins going to uh, uh, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Can we? Can I debunk this really quickly? Can, can you just pull up the Miami Dolphins roster? This is what we do in media. Oh, my goodness. The Miami Dolphins. <laughs> They're a warm weather team. Yeah. They can't can it can does it travel? Can, does Will, it travel? Does it travel? And does it play in the cold? Where, 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 all right. Look up where this look at just pick up a bunch of players and where they're from. Let's let's we're in Miami right now, Sirius XM, Faction Talk Channel 103, sitting here with BC and Andrew Who Woo. We're here. For you guys that don't know where we're at, where we're here, quarter at, we're in sunny South Florida. It is 80 degrees. In sunny South Florida, 80 degrees. The low tonight will be 68. Still a beautiful night. Right. It's December 26th. (laughs) Right. So I can understand why people say, can they travel? Because they're a warm weather place. But. Where are these kids from? All right, I got they, a couple. They're, they're, it's not like they're, they're, they're it's not like they're Andrew Who Woo, where they're from Jamaica and South Florida. Both warm places. Both warm places, <laughs> warm, uh, warm blooded creatures. Correct. No, where are these? Just name so, a player. Where, where's that player from? So Jalen Waddles from Texas. So is okay. Devon he's on a chain. Okay. All Raheem right. Give me somebody from up north or from Michigan. Is there not players? You think that player? What about those players? Or what about Jalen Waddle? You don't think Jalen Waddle had to play in uh, cold, cold weather before? Texas gets pretty cold. <clears throat> it does get cold, but the problem is this: is like, here's when it hits you as a player. It's not when you're in a league. It's when you're in college. So first off, this roster is made up of people that come from everywhere. Okay coaches to come from everywhere but when it really hits you as a player talking about can you travel as a player is in college when you're a freshman when you're from texas it does get cold in texas but also get cold in georgia and these other southern places as well but when you're in college oh my goodness and you're from florida you're from new orleans you're from georgia from south carolina okay you never really seen snow before and then you got to go play in Michigan. <laughs> you got to go play in Ohio. You're like, holy sh, bruh. I've seen grown men cry or, or, or some, uh, uh, some teenagers, some young adults. <laughs> so you got to adjust quickly there. And what happens when you're in college is the Georgia, Georgia Larrys of the world and the uh, Nick Sabins of the world, they'll tell you, ain't no heaters. No, nah, we ain't wearing no gloves, no no hoodies, no nothing. Go out there, deal with it. So those calluses begin to build when you're in college. The problem is when you get to the league, when you start losing, that's when you feel the cold weather. So I'm not concerned. Sorry to take so long on this, but I have to debunk this. Like, oh, well, the Miami Dolphins travel. Man, their, their, their energy – well, I'm just looking at their record and their losses that they have this season as well. Oh Lord, are against go. cold weather teams on the road. When, when though? You gonna, don't tell me in September when it was 70 degrees I mean, outside. November when? in Kansas City, I'm sure it was not. You know, 
Okay. Sunny. Okay. okay. You know, okay. the Eagles in October, Philly. Who, when? Philly in October. Oh, I would love to Google the the weather report, Brian. Was when was the, can you can you look at the the weather report in Philly in October? <laughs> would be see. Look, go here, okay. All right. So they <laughs> lost. They yeah. they lost. And they I mean, lost. The other KC. the other one was a home loss to the Texans, but I mean to the Titans, but yeah. <laughs> so what are you saying, BC? It says it was fifty five degrees. Fifty five degrees. It's not that bad. It says that more of their losses this season have come on the <laughs> road see. to cold weather teams. <laughs> see, <laughs> so. Here, here are the media personalities the behind. I'm just going with the stats right <laughs> see, here. You, see, see, you're, you're the type of person that creates these myths. What's the myth? The myths are, the, the yeah. myths are can a Tyreek Hill play in cold weather? Can a cheetah run in cold weather? Yeah. Do they say the numbers don't lie or what? Is that, what, is, is that not the saying? I'm just saying. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's try to get a little bit back to our I like original that subject. <laughs> I'm just look. Listen, I've been in those locker rooms before. I played for the Miami Dolphins. Uh-huh. We went up to Buffalo um, in December and put up 30 points. Uh, Reggie Bush had 200 something yards rushing. He's from Southern California, right? Brandon, I'm from Pittsburgh, but I moved down to Florida when I was in elementary in fifth grade. Okay. Mm. So I had over I had 119 yards receiving something like that I believe. So, you know what I mean? It's just like it's mindset. You'll see these players, they've been here before. Even if they haven't grown up in these grew up in these elements, they've been here before. Okay. If they if they lose because of elements, they don't deserve to be there. I can see that cuz it's like that's just part of the game whether it's hot, it's rain, it's snow. It's part of the game. But, but unless you're in a but dome. play fifty percent of your games in warm weather. You you train, you practice in warm weather. Your body gets a little accustomed to that sometimes, you know. And yeah. then it's a shock when you go out in the cold. I, I mean, I don't, you know, you know better than me. I'm just saying it's probably a, more of a shock from going from a warm weather to cold weather. It it, it it is, but it's mindset too, though. When I played for the Chicago Bears, when I played for the Denver Broncos, when I played for the New York Jets and the New York Football Giants, guess what happened? Half half of the year, I'm in South Florida training, right? So you got to go out there and you have to reacclimate. How do you do that? It's mindset. That's why you see players, when they go into Lambeau Field in Green Bay uh, in December, in January, they go out there and what? They have no shirts on in warm-ups. What are they doing? They're trying to psych themselves into saying it's not cold, right? right? So, you're, But you're doing that all week. These players all week, what they'll do is these coaches, they may go in the indoor facility and turn the AC on freezer, okay, mm-hmm. and tell the t- no sleeves, right? Or if you're in a, a, a place where it's chilly outside, they'll say we're going outside this week. Because we're going into Green Bay, we're going into Baltimore, going to Pittsburgh, and it's going to be the elements. All right, guys, y'all can wear sleeves if y'all want to, but I advise y'all don't. But I'm not putting no heaters out there, right? So you're preparing throughout the week. That's what it is. It's mental. You think when I played in Chicago, when it was below 10, I wanted to be out there? You think I was built for that? Hell no. Bro. Heck no, but you you go out there with the mindset, and then also you you do you do you do have a little edge because I all right let me let me be honest here, you do have a little edge because like when I was playing for the Chicago Bears, you know you being in those elements, 
All right. You've been in those elements all week. You you know it's like, man, Des Bryant and the Dallas Cowboys. I know they ain't they not practicing through this right now. Yeah. Right, we gonna be good. And so as soon as they 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 arrive, you start looking at the Instagrams and stuff like what are they wearing? How are they approaching this? Are they running into the building? They just get off the bus. Are they running into the building? What are they do? They just got off the airplane. Or what how are they how are they adjusting? Then when they come to the field for warm-ups, how long do they stay out? What are they wearing? Like if they come out and they all bundled up, you're like, oh, I got them. Mm-hmm. If they come out there and they don't got on no sleeves, we seen that shot before. Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, Victor Cruz, and all them boys. And we seen this so many times before and after where they go into the Lambeau Fields and they ain't got nothing on. They just look like just a grease bucket. They got all the, the, the Vaseline on, <laughs> muscles popping everywhere, paws. But that's what it is, BC. Come on, I'm just telling what it is, BC. It is what it is. But when you see that as a player, you be like, okay, these boys is ready. Yeah, they're now ready. It's a game. So, so here's what I would say. Last thing I would say to this, because we've been on a long time, and everybody at Faction Talk, Channel 103, probably like, all right, Brandon, all right, BC's probably got the the better take anyway. But, but when we turn on the turn on the TV, whatever Tyreek Hill is wearing, whatever Tua is wearing, whatever. Uh, uh, Jalen Waddle is wearing. Jalen Ramsey is wearing. All right, that's going to tell us everything if they're ready. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's do that. It's time for Yo Rookie. Presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar, Rookie of the Week. There we go. I got that right. NFL Rookie of the Week. Congratulations to Lions tight end Sam Laporta, who was the Rookie of the Week in Week 15, had a monster game. Was this the game against my Denver Broncos? Sam, why'd you do this, brother? (laughs) Why? 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 But anyways, it's not about me or the Denver Broncos. It's about you. You've been balling all year, so shout out to you. Keep doing your thing, brother. We're excited about your career and keep pushing. And the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, it's taking them 30 years. 30 years. They're getting it done, though. 30 years. They finally won it. They won the NFC what? North. Wow. Congratulations. Also, we are here to talk about Week 16 nominees. There's a few guys that's. We would say regulars. You ever go to that one spot, uh, Woo, and it's like you just walk in and be like, hey, hey, Andrew, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, they, they just know, know your you. name, right? They know your order. They know yeah. everything. They know where you want to sit. Well, what if you're the new guy on the list? If you're the new guy on the list. Yeah, no one knows your name. And they just look at you like this, like, it's almost like a rookie. Like, yo, rookie, who, wh- 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 who what are you? you doing here? Sure. Well, BC, throw up that list and let's show them somebody mm. new today. Mm. There we go. Ooh. Who's new here? We got Mr. Bryce Young, who had an excellent 312-yard game in two tubs. He, you know what? He may have been on the list once, maybe twice at the beginning. Maybe. We have to fact check that. But he's kind of like the new guy. He is the new guy. It's like, where you been? What's going on? But he's here. 312 yards. Monster day for him. I'm so excited. Look, it's not always how you finish. I mean, not how, always how you, how you start. It's how you finish. So, look, 
Your your start to your your season wasn't beautiful, but you're finishing strong, and we love that, yo rookie. Now we got the Detroit running back, Jameer Gibbs, had 100 yards from scrimmage. He's a regular. He's a regular. Had 100 yards from scrimmage and two rushing touchdowns. A letting running back, uh, Bijan Robinson. He's a regular. We know where he Very sits. Regular, yes. It's like yeah, yeah. He, be, be. we know. We don't even have to. Uh, he doesn't have to call. You know what he does? <laughs> he he's just gonna show up every Tuesday, and he's gonna sit in the same place at this at the same time, and he's gonna order the same thing. He's just here every single week. That man Phenomenal. The belt. 122 scrimmage yards. We also have another regular. Could he potentially win it? Could this be the guy? Puka. Puka Nakua. What did he have? 180 yards from scrimmage and one touchdown. A huge win for them. This dude continues to show up. Who else we got, B? Well, we got uh, Tampa Bay linebacker, somebody we've had before, Yaya Diaby. He had five tackles, one and a half sacks, and one forced fumble with a recovery. And finally, to round out the list, another familiar face here, Detroit defensive back Brian Branch had six tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, and one interception. Did this man come off the field? He'll never come off the field. He, he, he's not like a regular. He's one of those guys like, oh, yeah, he comes here. Yeah. He, he's, he's Does he have a, a booth? He doesn't, he, he doesn't have a booth, but he gets a booth when he comes. We know him. He's a baller. Look, he's okay. back on the list here. This okay. is yo rookie. Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Week. Don't forget to vote. You go to NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. This has been yo rookie. Uh, The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. So speaking of preparation, there's a classic name for our show, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't played since week one. 
We still but, talking about him? Yeah, I know. And but we still putting him in the headlines in week sixteen. Okay. But this is actually Jets head coach Robert Sala. He reflected on the season and what he had to say was that um he could have done a better job after the team lost Rodgers to his torn Achilles. So the question is, now the focus is on next season. If you're Rodgers, what changes do you want to be made to this uh during this offseason? Yeah, you got to think Aaron Rodgers believes he's the key and a difference maker. So he he doesn't want many changes, meaning like uh, outside of personnel. You always want to get better if you can from a player's perspective. But at, when you're older, um, uh, when you're a veteran, you know that changes at the top, coaching staff, management, that affects the team potentially for years. So when you see Woody Johnson come out and say, no, uh, my guys will be back. Robert Sala will be back, okay? My general manager, Joe Douglas, will be back. Like, that makes sense, okay? So Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't – if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't want any changes there. Y'all did a phenomenal job. That's why I came here. Top five defense, had phenomenal pieces, okay, that we can build around on the offensive side and go out there and go acquire some guys. So Aaron Rodgers, he knows he's the missing piece. So we've already heard these reports. He wants Devontae Adams. He wants Aaron Jones, the running back, his old running back from the Green Bay Packers. He probably wants his left tackle out there. Right? Like, that's what he wants. So if I'm the Jets, I continue to do exactly what they're doing, what they're doing, doubling down on their infrastructure that already exists Aaron Rodgers comes in right we have stability at management stability at coaching because some people want you know uh uh they're uh, Nick Daniel Hackett fired which if this wasn't Aaron Rodgers they should have did it 10 weeks ago they shouldn't even hired him I'll be honest right but them two together that works let's see that now, Nathaniel Hackett, if he wants more longevity in this league, he's going to have to figure out when Aaron Rodgers is, is no longer there, he's going to have to figure out how to do it without uh, Aaron Rodgers. Because right now, he's successful with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers only. That is the problem. But there's nothing wrong with them together. Because Aaron Rodgers is the guy. Aaron Rodgers needs someone he trusts. Aaron Rodgers needs someone that understands him, that understands his his approach, his process, his work ethic, his working style. It's a relationship, just like any other thing. It's a relate. It's a it's a marriage. I agree. Yeah. So he needs to be comfortable there. So stability at coaching. I can understand why they're bringing him back. Now go get your Devonte Adams. Hell, maybe your Aaron your Aaron Jones, um, and a few pieces up front, and they're going to be right where they need to be. So with that being said, though, if they keep most of that staff and stars, what level of dangerous is Aaron Rodgers healthy now with that new team? Listen, we got to see Aaron Rodgers come back. Um, I, I, Aaron Rodgers on a decline. So let's say he's on a decline this next this year coming up, right? Because he's older and he's dealing with uh, Achilles. So he's eighty five percent the Aaron Rodgers that we've seen over the years. He's still top five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Woo. <laughs> Woo. He's still that dog. 
still gonna put yeah, it out because there. think about it. Uh, Peyton Manning won one in his last year, and he couldn't even throw it past twenty four. Well, past forty yeah. yards. I would definitely because say the game is presence. the game is so mental. Mm-hmm. So it's that, but then also you got to look like. Let's not get it twisted. Like physically throwing the ball is still there, and he is that quarterback that I could easily agree with you and say that fifteen percent of his game is probably running. Yeah. So like. He's still basically the same guy in that pocket. Well, um, no, that's where he is uh, deadly. You know, playing for the Chicago Bears and battling them twice a year and seeing it up close and personal, but obviously seeing him outside of the division as well, that's where he really hurts you. It's like, it's like, oh, man, it's third and 12. Oh, man, Aaron Rodgers got out of the pocket. No, don't do it. Don't do it, Aaron. Oh, he takes off. First down on the ground. Like, no, this dude can go, right? So that's where you can see changes in his game. If there is a decline, like, we'll know how he's going to recover from this thing. Of course there's going to be a decline. Come on, he Brandon. Is, he's, he, I mean, he's, how why old? is he always playing devil's advocate? How old is this man? 40, 39? No, he, is he 40? No, no, how old is this man? And what season is he in? Like, father time is undefeated. Defeated. He just had regardless, a without the surgery, he was already going to be a little bit on the decline. Now you have an Achilles uh, on top of that, and you expect him to be Aaron Rodgers of old? No, man. He's going to come so, back. He's going to be a step slower. So what they should do is invest in that offensive line to make sure that he's protected. Okay. And if that's the case, then, yes, he can be the wizard in the pocket and all that, and you don't have to rely. But you give him a weak offensive line and he got to be scrambling, oof. I don't. Know. I hear old broken Achilles. I, I I I hear I hear you I hear you uh, Stephen A. Smith. I kind of like what you're saying. I kind of like what you're saying. But guess what? I guess what though? Mm-hmm. I said if he's on a decline and let's say he's at eighty five percent, he's still top five. He's still top, top five. five right now. Currently, yes. I don't know about that. You think you think a eight? You think Aaron Rodgers at eighty five percent is not top five? Not with these young bulls running. Around. Oh my no, goodness! That's what I'm thinking about. Is that, not like, with these young. Bro, some of them can't throw as well, but he they got way better like game management to run around and actually create more plays than I think 40 year old Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to do. I would give him top 10 because his arm is sick. Top but I ain't 10, giving him top five. But top five, who we got? Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow. Allen, Burrow, Tua, yeah. like it, the list is just too crazy Listen, to put him top five. Yeah. But see, all y'all looking, what are, I don't know what you guys are looking at. What I'm looking at is like, will we win? What I'm looking at is situational football. Like, remember, 80% of this game, especially at that position, is mental. So this dude have seen everything, and he still can make all the throws. Now you have to adjust, you have to evolve as an aging player, right? Michael Jordan developed what? The fadeaway. All right, what is Aaron Rodgers going to develop now that if he can't move the way he used to move? He needs that protection. Okay, you have that protection, but maybe he he he's he's, he's sitting in a pocket more, right? And 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 I don't know. Maybe he has a uh, I don't know some crazier way of releasing the ball. I don't know, but trust me, Aaron Rodgers will be effective next year at the at the highest level. Can I flip it on you? Please. Can you put your GM hat on now? Yep. All right. Is the Jets, are they making a big mistake by putting all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket? 
Hell no. They're the uh they they have the what the, the, the biggest now. they have the biggest we have the biggest drought, playoff drought in the NFL. No, we're desperate. <laughs> you want no. as bad as you can get. <laughs> no, put everything in the Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. All I, chips. Look, let's say go next year they go out there. It's supposed to happen this year. They go out there and win the Super Bowl next year. Okay. And then they're in a drought for another five to ten years. It's worth it. I really? always ask people this question. It's like how much how how how, how much are you would you will, be willing to sacrifice for a Super Bowl? For one. Yes. But that's the thing. It's not even guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl himself. It's the only chance. Oh, you know though. what else ain't guaranteed? So going into the draft and topping, uh, picking at the top of uh, top of the draft, we did that with Sam Darnold. Look what that got us. Look, we did that with Zach Wilson. Look what that he got looked us. Looked okay last night. Zach Wilson didn't even play last. Night. What are you talking about? No, Sam <laughs> oh Sam Darnold. Oh Sam. Sam. Yeah, Sam. When Brock Sam, got Sam was spinning. I like Sam, but it's you but might, it's like you might miss something coming through at some point. I mean, I like I like the move. I like yeah, going for Aaron Rodgers. Let's see if we can do it in this next one year, two years. But that's about it, dude. This is last year for me. Give him a a chance with you know coming on the comeback, and if he can do it or get us at least looking respectable, then then cool. I don't think Aaron Rodgers comes out there and just drives you straight to the Super Bowl. Like no, I I mean it's harder than that. But like man, come on, man. Like there's a lot of um, I always say this: Sean Payton, um, Super Bowl Fifty. We were on a broadcast together at uh, CBS in San Francisco, actually. Um, Santa Clara is the best the proper way of saying that, right? And so I'm out there I'm like, Coach Payton, what's up, man? And I was still – I was with the Jets at the time. I was like, what's up, Coach Payton, man? I was like, yo, who who do you think uh, is going can, – can win the Super Bowl this year? And he looked at me. He said, B, there's only three to four real contenders every year. Everybody else is going to mess it up. And I ain't understand it. I'm like, what? Only three or four? That's it? And so I was taken aback by his his statement. But then it hit me that offseason, right? Because we just came off of a big year with the Jets. We won 10 games. We should have went to the playoffs. But boom, we didn't. it didn't happen. But me, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, Quincy, Anunua, um, Eric Decker, right? We had Matt Forte and some other guys defensively. Coach Todd Bowles was our head coach, so defense was rolling at times as well. So we 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 love how we ended the season. Loved. We loved the chemistry between the team and the team. Ryan Fitzpatrick was asking for $12 million a year, $24 million, $12 million a year. This is when quarterbacks was making 25, maybe 30. He's just asking for 12. He didn't get his money until right before camp. And in that moment, I said, oh, that's what coach meant. But they will mess it up. That ruined our entire season next year. We imploded. We probably won, what, a handful of games, right? We, didn't be, we weren't able to go into the offseason on this high and build on top of that. Ryan wasn't there. He came in a little out of shape. And, it, and, and that's what coach meant. So, like – there's only a handful of teams that are really in position, okay? Everybody else is going to mess it up. So I say that because you take an Aaron Rodgers in a stable place, like, okay, we're the Jets are losing, 
but they're still in a stable place, meaning like the general manager is still there. He's doing a great job. The head coach seems to be, well, he made a big statement. That's what you said. He's like, I could have done a better job after Aaron Rodgers went down. That's a whole nother conversation. But I like Robert Sala. Yeah. His def- he's a defensive guy, and he's his defense produces. So now you put Aaron Rodgers in that mix, everybody else can mess it up. He's just out there, up, oh, dinking and dunking, up, oh, taking advantage of this. I just wish we had one game, man. Game managing. Just one ga- full game. If it would have happened in the second game, man, I think that would have been awesome. You just want one game? Just one game before the Achilles tear. Maybe he'll but come back. Let, let's stay There's a little still bit. still two, two weeks left. It's still two weeks <laughs> This guy, this guy. Let's stay on coach, Sean. Uh, bring it from the Jets over to Denver now. Yep. Right? Look, we just talking about Brandon's teams today, guys. Uh, the Broncos' chances of making the playoffs does not look good anymore. They lost at home to the four-win Patriots wow. on Christmas Eve and have now lost three of their last four games. Wow. So who or what is the biggest problem with Denver right now? Man. So I, I talked to Russ right after the game. Um, we connected. So I know where he's at and how he feels. And And everybody knows, right, like, that's my brother. Love Russ. I would say uh, the biggest problem is, well, obviously, let me say this. Cortland went down, right? Cortland went down, and he's been on a heater. Uh, he's been playing some amazing ball. And so he was in concussion protocol. So that hurt them. But it also exposed them. Why isn't Jerry Judy more involved? Right? Like, that's on Coach Payton. That's on whoever else. That he, I know he's the guy calling the plays and everything, but who's the offensive coordinator? Who's the wide receiver coach? And that's on Russ as well. Like, y'all got to have Jerry Judy cooking as well. Right? Jerry Judy didn't even catch a ball until the fourth quarter. Of that game with no Cortland Sutton after the first. Yeah, that's crazy. that's on Jerry Judy as well. Like I don't know what's happening there. So they were exposed there. So what the the problem for me is is they're not getting enough guys involved, and also it's like, and I've been saying this, so I'm not saying anything different than the other weeks. I've been saying like, yo, I haven't seen the dangerous Russ like unleashed. Like, Russ, like, got to go. Like, what happened when, when they were down two scores in the fourth quarter? Oh, now Russ is, like, throwing it. Now Russ is getting out there. Now they're letting him cook. Before it's like a run, then we're going to do a screen. Oh, then it's going to be a little check down. Like, we need to see that in the first quarter. Like, y'all just got to put everything out there and just, like, it's like almost like die by the three almost, like in basketball terms. It's like I don't their their offense is old school offense where it's you know like how Devin Booker and Kobe play, which I love that Devin Booker's bringing that back. He, well, he's never left. What I love Devin Booker's game. Yeah, right. You don't really see that anymore, and, and, and like I just feel like their offense is a lot like that, where it's like let's go score two when everybody else is like no we're going for three. Right, and they're they're just playing too conservative, 
if so that makes any sense. Does that make any it sense makes to sense. you? Uh, now I'm guessing, but it sounds like you're like all you got to do is watch. All you got to do is watch the fourth quarter. Like look how Russ. Like that's when they say let Russ cook. That's what we mean. Like getting outside the pocket and then throwing it down to Mims. Mims makes that a spectacular catch. Right, like that type of play, thrown into the end zone. Okay, Jerry Judy didn't come down with it, but they're they're going, they're getting after it. Yeah, they're playing fearless. It's like they play scared on offense. So you're saying staffing, coaching? Yeah, I think it starts with Coach Payton. Okay. So hmm. can you see Sean Payton and Russ staying together moving forward? Then yeah, I can see it. Um, but I think that there's there's definitely going. I, yeah, I can see it for sure. But it's like. Uh, Yes, I can see it. All right. Well, I, I mean, and so so the and, and the reason why is because like, what are they going to do? You know, they they can't just let him go. They have to pay him. He has no a, tr- a no trade clause, so they're in a tough situation. The Broncos are. Russ is in a good situation as far as like security wise. You know, now I know. Uh, he's an ultimate competitor. He wants to win. I just think that, you know, it's their first year. And so if they're going to stay together, they need to sit down and just continue to work on their offense and work on their philosophy and their brand of football that they want to present. This is not going to this – will, this will make them average. Like, they'll win, you know, nine games next year with this. But if they want to really contend, they got to let it loose, man. Okay, I agree with you. Shake there. it up, shake it I, up. I, I think Russ is on the back half of his career, so you know I, I don't see any reason for him to leave. Um, but this is the final question on Russ here: Do you think he's closer at this stage to being overrated or underrated? Russ, I think he's underrated because even now, like you look at his stats, statistically he's crushing. He hasn't he's having an amazing year. But then when you watch the broadcast, you know, you have the I don't even know who was calling the game. Was it uh Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner, I think it was. That's a great question. I think it's so, so many games. It, so like when you're watching a broadcast, they're like, "Well, he's he's having a great year because all he's doing is just checking the ball down." So it's like the commentary around his great season is still disrespectful. Right, like Tom Brady, like if you want to be real, Tom Brady dinked and dinked and dunked like almost oh, his man. his entire career. Like he took his shots for sure. It's it's almost like Tom Brady, like Russell Wilson's playing like Tom Brady. It's like okay, the the deep balls there, Randy Moss there. Oh, here we go. Oh, Cortland's there. Oh, here we go. Boom. Right, but it's just playing smart, and that's what I mean by Aaron Rodgers as well. Like I can, I thought Aaron Rodgers would play this way this year because of him having a complete team and having that defense, like you don't have to go out there and be the MVP again. Just take what they're giving to you. Like if the ball's there in the flat, take the flat. You don't got to wait for the curl to come open. So the ultimate game managers, they're no longer game changers. Mm, I think they're both. I think I, I think what, what, what Cam was and, and Cam was trying to say is like you can, you can be both. Like, I mean, a game changer can be both. A game manager can't be both. Right? Okay. Okay. I get that. You understand what I'm saying? So that. like – a Russell Wilson or a Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah, they, it's easy for them to manage a game and just take what the defense is give, giving you. Okay, we're going to go twins right, and then we're going to just go – we're going to go uh, – I don't even – damn, I'm, I'm forgetting so much football, but curl flat. <laughs> just, just curl <laughs> flat. So what happens is the curl takes longer to develop, right, because it's a 12-yard route. 
All right. So you have to wait and sit on your back foot for that to happen. Or once you get to your back foot, you have to, you, you know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to see it. But the flat, you can see right away. What we taught in Chicago was if the flat's there, take it right away. Who wants to take the two yard, right? People, most people want to throw the ball down the field. So the Aaron Rodgers of the world and the uh, Russell Wilsons of the world, like I can see them going out there, taking the flat, taking the ball over over the ball, uh, taking a route over the ball, taking the check down, taking out, taking a flare right away. Yeah. It's there. But then they can also turn up on a two-minute drive. Game's on the line. Oh, we need a play. Let me get outside the pocket. Ball down, throw across the field. Now, can you see a game manager doing that? Going from dinking, dunking, dinking, dunking. Oh, we got to have a play. Got to have a moving. Now I got to turn on. I got to go be electric. Yeah. They can't do that. Like I, I, I like what you said about Brady because that was one thing that I noticed. I kind of, not hated it about him, but he would do those little dink dunks down the field, da, especially da, da. the end of his career, and just the whole career. But being effective, yeah, it was effective though. Then they got in position and he's in the end zone. You know what I mean? It's just like damn. So if they can turn that on in their later stages, but I think it also just ultimately comes down to like having a really good offensive line and, and the defense like it's the other pieces I don't think it's just them alone they have to put the other pieces in place for that to work and for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson for next season to come out and be these guys that you're talking about those teams got to put the pieces in place so that they can come out there and be effective because they are they're mental they're smart they know what to do but if they're steady always scrambling and always confusion it's not. It doesn't matter how talented they are, how mental they are. It's just not going to work. I think I. Th- I would say both teams are close. Just to wrap up this conversation on this, Denver can get there next year if Peyton and Russ get on the same page of like the brand of football. Like if they start playing fearless, it's too conservative. All right. Obviously, they have to add, like, what, what's happening with Jerry Judy. I think they'll probably let him go, you know, try to figure that situation out. But they need another playmaker. I know Patrick will be back. But that's his second year going down before the season even starts. Um, Tim Patrick, one of Russ's uh, favorite targets, really hasn't even got a chance to really play with them. Um, so they need some help there. But they could be right where they need to be. Um especially with all the ifs in the division, too. And then you have the Jets. The Jets, I think the moves that we already talked about, Devontae Adams, you know, maybe his running back, a couple pieces up front, they'll be fine. So those are the moves they need to make. Um, but the Denver Broncos, mathematically, I don't think they're, they've been eliminated yet. <sighs> Fifteen <laughs> percent teams. Oh, that was <laughs> devastating! Oh my goodness, the New England Patriots. I know wow, of all teams. That's see? like getting beat by Carolina right now. What, bruh? Watching that game, like, are you? This is not happening. This ain't happening. No, no way, no way. They had Zappy out there looking good. And too. look, the pa- the Patriots with a couple of uh, spoilers, not spoilers, but a couple, you know, good games here, a couple wins here the last few weeks, couple weeks. So. Does Jeez. that change? Does that change the narrative on on Bill Belichick? No. Remember when I said Thursday? We asked. We talked about this. Like I think the question was Ashley asked me. Um, 
is it what's the chances of the Denver Broncos beating or the Patriots beating the Denver Broncos? And I said, they're good. And I said, they're good because Bill Belichick is going to have this team. He's that type of guy that's going to have his team prepared and also say, F you, Robert Kraft. You think I'm going to leave you with a top three pick? (laughs) On the way out. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He did it. That's that's classic. That's classic. Like, man, we won't win these games. (laughs) Before we move on, but for everybody who watched that game, there was an interesting stat, weird stat. The kicker was like he's this year he's like twelve of thirty or something thirteen of thirty. Yeah, I saw that. You saw that? I saw that. How how does this guy still have a job? He ended up he ended up <laughs> win, kicking the game winner. <laughs> so shout out to him. But when they showed that, I was like, why is he still on a roster? Like, it's un- probably all they got. It's honestly, like sabotage. It's not, it sounds like sabotage to me. <laughs> Bro, and he missed, I think, a, a kick or two last night, too. Like, unbelievable. But good for him. He's been been able to find a way to stay on the roster. Man. Well, let's move on. Uh, the Bears this season seems to be over. And right now the entire focus of the fan base is on who will be the team's QB moving forward. Fields has played well, but with the team likely to get a top two pick in the 2024 draft, many are wondering if Chicago will have a chance to draft someone like Caleb Williams. Williams made news yesterday when he liked the tweet that said Bears should pass on QB and instead take receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. So it doesn't seem like Williams wants to play in Chicago. What do the Bears do at QB then? Uh. Listen, Caleb Williams is doing a great job of dictating where he wants to go. Look, organizations, the NFL, these owners, uh, they're never going to let the players think they're bigger than the system or the league or the team. So if they want Caleb Williams, they're going to get Caleb Williams. But if I'm an owner of the Chicago Bears – why would I want to go get a guy liking stuff like this? What is my fan base going to think? What are they going to say? Right? Like, here's a guy. Like, here's a guy that's coming to our city that said that he don't want to be in my city. Like, that's a tough spot to be in. Um, I doubled down on Justin Fields. And, yes, I go get Marvin Harris, Harrison Jr. That's exactly what I do. Right? And we've seen this before, too, B.C., have we not? Woo? Yes. W- 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 where? Remember? Yep. Eli. Uh, yeah, there we New go. York Tell Giants, the people. San Diego Chargers. Tell the people. Yes. Well, the that same thing. The Manning family steered Eli. Well, didn't he get drafted? Actually get drafted yeah. by <laughs> He actually got drafted by the Chargers, and they said, no, uh-uh. We don't want to play for you. And he ended up they Slowly ended up facilita- well they facilitated the trade to the New York and Philip Rivers went to San Diego Eli to the Giants it was a whole thing the rest yeah. is history whole situation ship here we go like you know can Caleb do the same thing i think he can he's doing a great job he's doing a great job keep doing this stuff if you yeah. don't want to play for the Chicago Bears keep liking stuff posting reposting yeah. it works he's going to tell you he's going to tell you where he wants to go yeah, I just don't – I just can't see, uh, you know, after him saying this and doing this type of stuff, like, what – because then just think about the fans that, that – some fans might be pissed off. Oh, we could have got Caleb Williams. 
But then there's some fans who are like, well, if you don't want to be Chicago, bro, you want to be in Chicago, like th- that, their mindset, well, we don't want you. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want someone who was liking stuff like that on my team. Right. You feel like they now you have to spend extra time to invest them in the team. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this play out. Um, where but does where the, does the, the man want to go? <laughs> That's that a good a question. question. I don't think he said that yet. I don't think he like, said that. Where yet. do you want to go? Right. <laughs> but it sounds to me like he wants to go to a big market, um, and he wants to own part of the team. No, it's not just the big market. You got to think, man. Like basically, what, basically what he and his father are saying, and and this is kind of like this is the thing. All these quarterbacks top quarterbacks being drafted at the top of the round are being drafted to terrible teams that's why they're at the top of the round right and so there's sometimes there's like uh, uh terrible situations teams had terrible years right like let's say like uh the the patriots the patriots for example have they're having a bad run these last couple years post brady but it's not a bad organization all right now uh the chicago bears sadly has turned into a bad organization. Now, uh, Paul, 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 the general manager, he's come in, he's doing a great job. I like him. But ownership hasn't done a great job over the last 20 years. Haven't. It's the truth. So you want your quarterback or your son to go into that situation where they haven't surrounded any quarterback with real talent. And I said it's not to boast about myself, but think about it. I was the biggest, you know, acquisition they made. And over like, think about it. They had Jay Cutler. Well, sorry, outside the quarterback position. They go get Jay Cutler, 2010. Took him from us, the Denver Broncos. Big move. And then who do they have? Nobody. They took Devin Hester. Phenomenal punt returner, kick returner. My dog, who could have been a great receiver if Jake Cutler was, he could have helped him a little bit. But they put him at receiver. Right? Like, who else? Name it. They they drafted Matt Forte. Yeah, they haven't been that great. So you want to put you want to you want to put a guy like that in an organization that hasn't surrounded uh their quarterbacks with great coaching or great talent. They haven't shown stability. So now when you look at your career, it's like, okay, you want me to come in here, turn this thing around. And if I don't, now I'm the bust. Right. No, let me go to a team like the Patriots. Let me go to a team like the San Francisco 49ers. Let me go to a team like the Steelers. Let me go to an organization like that. What if you went to the, the New York Giants? The Falcons are. I know everybody's not high on Desmond Ritter. But Bijan still shows a lot of potential. The Falcons are like middle of the road. They're yeah. not g- great, but they're not terrible. And it's it like, goes back to your organization. I I, I, yeah. I could I, I would rather go to the Falcons. If I'm the court, I would rather go there. It's like now you gotta look at the coaching situation. Like what's what's up what are we doing? Like I is this a good coach or not? Giants. Giants? The Giants. The Giants are interesting. I would go to the Giants because of day ball. Like I think the the ownership has panicked over the last uh, f- five six years, mm. you know, and, and they're kind of in the same boat as the McCaskies. Is like, and I'm not even trying to turn it into this type of conversation, but it's like when 
they're sometimes they're too old school and they gotta they gotta get get hit with the times, right? Like I played for the Giants as well, and I could I could I saw some similarities in ownership from the Giants and uh, the Bears, like emotional. You saw uh, Mr. Mara uh, in a box. How many times have we seen that yeah. mad break throwing the knocking over the the trash can, right? The fans say bench Eli, they bench Eli, like or bench this person, they bench that person. Fire. It's like you can't do that. You gotta listen to your organization, your experts in the building. And so I see some similarities, but I do like the Giants. It is a well-run team. You know, I just think they're too conservative at times, mm. but I do think it's a well-run organization. So should Fields actually want out of Chicago, or should he feel comfortable about where the franchise is heading now? Yeah, I think Ashley and I, Ashley and I talked about this last week. It's Look, he to me, if I'm him, I'm cool. I'm sitting here chilling because if it ain't Chicago, I know somebody else will want me. Well, actually, I got a game for you. Okay. There's a game that we created here called Like It or Don't Like It. So Justin Fields on the Patriots, like it or don't like it? Don't like it. BC? Don't like it either. I, I, I don't like it, BC, because I just feel like – I believe in Bill Belichick with a quarterback, even with like a Justin Fields, right? Um, but I, I just, I think like there's like a, a bad energy around the Patriots right now. <laughs> well, I think yeah. depending it's on like heavy. if they, I, I feel that if they, what coach they get to replace Belichick, then maybe if they're turning over a new leaf, maybe you know you can get out there and and do something. Maybe he looks good, but what about yeah. what about Justin Fields to? The Giants. Well, yeah, I was oh, going to ask them next. Oh, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad coach. Do it again. Yeah, you're jumping my to, game now, Let's do it man. again. Do it again. All right. So, Phil's on the Giants. <laughs> like it or don't like it? I love that. I love it. With with Brian Dayball? Yeah, I like that. I can live with that. Yeah. I love that. All I right. love that. Like, I mean, you saw what he did with Josh Allen. I got another one, a good one for you. Phil's on the Steelers. Like it or don't like it? I like it. I love it. Mike Tomlin. I like it. George Pickens. I like it. Yeah, I like that too. All right, final one. I already kind of asked this, but feels on the Falcons, like it or don't like it? If I had to pick, I have to pick one. I say don't like it. Okay. I say I like it, but BC? Yeah. 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 Fair enough. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the Falcons, like, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> it's cool, but nah. Right. I love that running back, though. Yeah, Bijan is. is a I mean, beast. maybe I love now with Bijan, so. yeah, yeah, you go get, you know, you get somebody on the outside there. Uh, might yeah. might look well, like something. But let's right stay now, on like, the Giants, right? Yeah, let's so you know, it appears, and I put up my best Italian hand impression. It appears that Tommy DeVito era may be over in New York. Uh, uh, the rookie was benched for Tyrod Taylor, and Taylor led a strong second half comeback against the Eagles, which I appreciated. But the Giants have said that Daniel Jones will be the team starter when he returns next season. New York is likely to pick in the top five of the draft. So is it Jones or someone else for the Giants in 2024? You say they're in position to pick top five. They have to go. I, I think you draft a quarterback. Yes. I, yeah, you, you, you have to do it. You have to do it. If they're, if they're up there, who's the other guy? It's um, Caleb Williams and who's the, who's the other top front runner? 
Man, y'all know I don't watch no college football. The kid know. from Washington. Flowers, the kid. We was just talking about it the other day. Come on, why um, you gonna put me on this in this position? <laughs> no the point being football. that <laughs> I got Marvin Harrison. Jr. Well, we all know Caleb. No, Williams. we talking about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. There was a oh, top Drake quarterback. Was Pendick? No, it was Drake May and yeah, Drake yeah, May. a pen. Uh, look, you losing all your credibility, BC. I don't. Nay, I'm like you when it comes to college football, bro. So. Whatever. The point is that no, ain't like, no point. The point is it's like two or three. Put us in a bad position by saying, asking me what the quarterback's name is. You don't know. I don't know. And we on a sports show. <laughs> What's these quarterbacks' name? Did you Google top quarterbacks in this year's well, draft? I, I, I did. We got to hit this before draft, we move on. And only two came up, which is Kayla Williams and Drake May. Everyone else is a wide receiver, tight end. No, you didn't Google top just quarterbacks. quarterbacks? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know Drake May. <laughs> <laughs> Take his journalism card. Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. There you go, Penix Jr. That's the one. JJ McCarthy. Shador is not coming out. Penix Jr. is the one B Flowers is really heavy on. Yeah, he's heavy on him as coming out. So what I was saying is there's at least three top quarterbacks that we could choose from. We don't have to. The Daniel Jones thing, I don't know how you get rid of his money. I'm not sure how that's going to work. That's my only issue. But. You know, the quarterback position is in flux. You got Tyrod Taylor. You got this guy. You got DeVito Jones. All right, come on. If you're in position, you gotta you gotta pull the trigger. Like, I mean, come on. Do you really want to win? Come on. But the what do you do with the three money? Years on that contract. What do you do with the money? Man, we are gonna see what's more important: the money or the wins. All I know is we see. Well, we haven't seen uh, Merritt. They don't. They, he must have a little. Uh, Isolated box now. <laughs> I remember seeing him pu- push over those trash cans yeah. too too often. Too many couple, meltdowns. Too, too many like, meltdowns. Hold on. <laughs> but, they, but then they get mad at OBJ for having a meltdown. He melting down. OBJ melting down. We're like, come on. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. We only got a handful of uh, uh, minutes left here before the end of our show. So we're going to play just sort of like one more game here. Uh, we call it How Does It End, mm. right? And in this game, I'll give you a team, and you tell everyone what round and how their season will end in the playoffs. So let's start with the Bills. Who can clinch a playoff spot this weekend against the uh, the Patriots? How does it end for Buffalo this season? Okay, how does it end? Okay, the end of the world. And you could tell me the round and how their season will end in the playoffs, if they make it to the playoffs. Can we not do this, please, Brian? (laughs) My brain hurts already. (laughs) How does it end? Um, Man, Josh Allen and the Bills. Listen, I think it's – how does it end? The Buffalo Bills faces the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship and lose by six. Okay, fair enough. Can we can we can we uh time stamp that, file that, bring that back when it actually happens, please? Yeah, let's mark that one, Brian. All right, next one. Let's stay in the AFC East. The Dolphins are second in the AFC and have already clinched a playoff spot. So how does it end for Tua in Miami this season? These some tough questions, man. The Miami Dolphins are one game away from the AFC Championship. 
Just one. The Miami Dolphins. I can hear it. The Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins Super Bowl. But they're playing against the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills. They only win. They win by 10. In Miami. Let's mark it. Can All we right. timestamp that? Oh, we timestamp that. Brian's marking them down right now. <laughs> BC, you, you, can, can you see that happening? Yeah, 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 I can see that happening. Well, it's a lot of Miami fans that's going to be. Right. I see that happening. All right. All right, so let's go to the north where the Browns are getting it done with Joe Flacco at QB, amazingly enough. They have 10 wins in the first wild card team in the AFC. So how does this season end for Cleveland? Oh, my goodness. Great job, Joe Flacco. Oh, unbelievable. Great job. Great job, Cleveland Browns. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Record. Three teams, 200, over 200 yards receiving a receiving day. Whew. Unfortunately, they lose in a wild card. I think that's fair enough. Dang. All right, so now we go into the NFC for one of our last ones. Detroit is in the NFC North championship uh sorry they're the current north champs and currently third in the conference so how does it end for the Lions this season man detroit lions <laughs> that's a good one you know what so detroit lions led by dan campbell Gosh. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say it like this. They out of there. They out, they out of there. <laughs> they out of there. <laughs> <laughs> BC. <laughs> oh, they out of there. I'm BC. <laughs> All right. We'll take this last one, and then you wrap the show for us, B. All right. All right. Finally, we go to L.A. with a dangerous Rams team with the Super Bowl champions on the roster. Uh, they are 8-7. and seven. And sixth in the conference. How does this season end for the Rams? BC say They out of there. (laughs) (laughs) They out of there. And we out of there. That's Paper Route. Uh, Faction Talk Channel 103, Sirius XX. Ooh. Sirius XXX. M M M. Sorry, guys. We're not editing that. We're not cutting. This is Brandon Marshall, BC, Andrew, Who Woo, Sirius XM, Faction Talk, Channel 103. Golly, they out of there. I'm out of there. We out of there. Peace. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. 
But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.